The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. PW Hustle. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, Challenger for the TNT title, Wardlow. How about the fans erupting? Look at them standing everywhere. 
I think the fans here in Rochester believe they may be on the verge of history. Uh-oh. And Dan, Dan Lambert's panicking on the outside. This is all legal here. Absolutely. He's got to fight them all off. It's a street fight. Oh, that guy got popped. And Wardlow just running over the ATT members. Whoa. Yeah, Wardlow, he, he's mastered destroying multiple people. Oh, what a landing. But Wardlow, he can't afford to turn his attention to one of the non-combatants in this match. I think he's doing pretty good, though, right, right now. So, oh, he's, he's, he's looking pretty sharp. But if he wants to win that Scalabar, he has to neutralize him. He has to get rid of him. Yeah, no, you're right. Watch out, watch out. Oh, oh score this guy the TNT That's Championship. It. Oh it's all legal. It's Two, done. Over. Three, no! He bounced back from a belt shot. How the hell? Right to the head. What the hell just happened? Scorpio Sky with that TNT Championship right between the eyes of Wardlow. Oh, man, you... You can see Scorpio Sky. He's going to amp up the sense of urgency now. He pulled down his own strap. Sky looking for the TKO here, but Wardlow, well, lands behind. Oof! It was Lambert. Uh-oh. Spine on the pond, courtesy of Mr. Mayhem Wardlow. And now the literal straps go down, Tony. It feels like one of those big moments, guys. You can feel it. The fans here can feel it in Rochester. TNT title at stake right now, and look at this Excalibur. Sky's in a bad spot. Wardlow looking down at that TNT oh, championship. Oh. And the first act of the Powerbomb Symphony. Fans want more. I got a funky feeling they're going to get more. That might have been a table setter. Scorpio Sky oh, being brought up one more time. Perhaps more than one more time. Oh, God, what a landing for the champion. Now he's picking, Waldo's picking, picking up the pace here. And oh, three. Wardlow, the foot on the chest. TNT champion Wardlow. What a story. What a story from what he had to endure to even be part of AEW. For the second time, the TNT championship changes hands in Rochester, New York. And this time, it is Mr. Mayhem Wardlow, your new TNT champion. What a physical battle it was. Scorpio Sky, like it or not, he should be proud of himself. But the challenger was too much. Well, the challenger now is the champion. Can't think of a better place than right here in Rochester. Scorpio Sky and Wardlow kicked off the Brody King challenging John Moxley for the AEW Interim World Championship. And as we saw in picture in picture, Brody King has turned this around on the champion Taz. Been in big time control, King has. Mox though has been fighting his ass off, but it's just not enough. 
There's a man with a... Every one of those elbows precisely to the point of the chin. And Brody King's just, just withering the storm here. Just eating them to your point. Oh, but Moxley escapes to his feet. Moxley's got to make a, uh -oh, oh. a huge comeback oh. here. They count on Brody King to miss something, to oh. make a mistake. He just got the mistake handed to him. And remember, we're going to stay with the action as long as it takes. Stay with us here in this main event. The cannonball sent on in the corner. Allowing the John. great thing about John Moxley is as wily as a fox. He's a streetwise competitor with a skill set that is unmatched. But he's got to keep out the way of this huge monster. Eyes tell the story right there, JR. You saw the eyes of Mox, that look. It's a, it's a nasty look. Yeah, he's very coherent, believe it or not. He knows what he's, where he is. He knows what he wants to do. The question is, how can a man Moxley size who's given up all this weight, 54 pounds, impose his weight? Moxley is doing it here. Looking perhaps for the superplex. Maybe the avalanche paradise. So many weapons from the top, but now then digging the fingernails, biting, clawing, biting. Do what you got to do. Do what you've got to do. Big superplex here. Oh. Big power by Mox. Mox looking for something big. Oh, Mox looking for the, the bulldog. bulldog choke. Yeah, locking in that choke. And look how he's got that arm right, it's locked into the shoulder blade. Well, I'm sure he did not want King to get to a vertical base. Yeah, that's the, the great counter wrestling by Brody King. Uh oh, and now oh. oh. I think he went for a, it was a dragon suplex. He didn't have the full Nelson locked in. It looked like he underhooked though. It was, it was a release dragon. And now Moxley shoots the half into the into the cover. One, two, no. Too right. much power, too yeah. much left in the tank for this Ooh. big man who's in the biggest match of his life. He's fixing the cauliflower out here. And he's <laughs> very smart use of the pin there though by John Mox. He's no good trying to grab the leg of such a huge man. He won't make much difference. His legs are too big, too far away. Yeah, Moxley did a great job of collecting the wrists and that set him up to deliver those stomps to a prone opponent. Oh man. Yeah, these forearms are waking up King, I believe. Lariat. Brody comes, ooh, swinging on Mesler! Oh! Comebacker! What a crash! Skin on skin, flesh on flesh! Uh-oh, uh-oh, Pile Driver! King! Pile Driver! My crown, a new AEW Interim Champion, Moxley! Push, 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 push. There we go, there we go. Moxley out of desperation, instinctually able to kick out. But boy, how much does Mox have left in his time? He's hanging on. He, yeah, he's very, he's in tough, tough, oh. tough shape. Brody, he changed, he changed his grip. He's Get looking to choke. Put, put Moxley to sleep. Get that rear choke and Mox realized it Get ran his back into that buckle. Remember folks, stay with us here, but stay with the spin event as long as it takes. Brody, Brody King keeping his grip on Moxley. Oh, oh he's, he's trying to charge him. Out. He's pulled Moxley off the mat. Oh my God, all this weight. John Moxley, just, John Moxley just put to sleep by Brody King. That's all it takes. It doesn't take long for that hold to be on. This is going to be controversial because some are going to say this match should have been stopped right there. Just a moment of hell. Incoming. Wow, the cannonball. He don't miss this time, does he? No, sir. Brody King. One, two, no. And JR, I mean, Brody King, he had the sleeper on in the ropes, but he let go before the referee's five count. And now he's looking for the Fire Thunder driver, but Moxley escaped. Oh. Boy, you, you got to This guy's, when he's vertical, he'll kill you. Just talk about Brody Lee. And Bro Brody King, nobody there. Brody King, and now sorry. Moxley, the roll up, the high stack. No. Get your DVR set. We can go past this 10 p.m. Eastern hour. Get him set. Moxley goes underneath. Oh! oh. Paradigm shift. 
just like that out of nowhere. But Moxley's so slow to capitalize. But, but it slowed down King for sure. Slowed down Brody King. Mox needed that. What's Mox looking for now? He's gonna, probably going to drive those elbows in. There, there you go. Hammer and anvil elbows. Moxley, the point of the elbow on the point of the jaw, Lord Regal, but it's, it's not better, working. It's better to be the hammer than the nail. But Moxley changes grip. He's looking for the bulldog. He's trying. Yeah, he's got to try to sit through with that. But oh man, he's got the legs in now. Moxley, it's a lot of weight. Mox, not a little man. And, the, and you see Brody King, he's, he's doubling he's over, fading. he's fading. But, oh! oh! And that's going to break that hold up and maybe a few other body parts. Yeah, it could definitely break oh, it. Oh, a lot of tenacity of it, just real choke here. The head was there, the neck was there. Mox taking full advantage, but can he maintain control of his grip? Brody, he, he turned the go. hips. Moxley turned the hips, and now... He's got that bulldog choke in now, guys. Moxley's belly button to the sky, and Brody going, King... Going on. His face is getting this cut in his eyes. And the match Brody ended. back in his head, and it is over. It is over. It is Moxley over. wins. And Moxley wins by submission. Paul Turner had no choice but to call for the bell and stop the match. And John Moxley, in his first defense of the AEW Interworld Championship, is successful.
Hello everyone and welcome to the PwC Wednesday night skirmish right here on the PwC Network and the PW Hustle Networks. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back once again. He's country, he's a cowboy, he's country Kev. Welcome back to the skirmish my friend and a yeehaw to you my friend. I drove my tracker all the way to my computer just to make it here in time. Howdy y'all. It was dynamite. What up y'all? Yeah, yeehaw, bitches. <laughs> yeehaw, bitches. <laughs> oh, man. What a dynamite. These dynamites sucked. I uh, we had high and lows. High and lows. It's the middle of the road. Uh, I don't know, bro. The only high for me was that Bin Hamin, the Ayatollah himself, Yalla, was actually in the building in Rochester, awesome. New York. Yeah. I mean, was he front row? It looked like he was front row, like, just by the entryway. He was close. I couldn't tell if he was front or not, but he was definitely close. He could seats. You think, um, uh, what was I going to say? You think he was in the back? I I hope he got to the back. He's a bigger name than a lot of those jabronis they got on Dark and Elevation. He should oh, try man, to get on one of those shows, honestly, too, if he, if he wants to. He might be way above that, you know? Absolutely. He probably would be. But you know how, how great would it be if Bin Hamin was in AEW, bro? I'd be amazing. I'd be amazing. Talk about the heat, bro. <laughs> you should write He's for like, him. Yeah, absolutely. He would fucking yeah. kill it. No, for sure, man. Absolutely, man. I totally agree with you 100%. But uh, yeah, man, this dynamite, like highs and lows. I know you weren't excited for the mocks, but I got to tell you, dude, do yourself a favor and listen to his audio book, bro, that he narrates, mind you. Now, I came, I came across it by pure accident, right? Because I, I wanted to buy it. I was meaning to buy it. Jago had bought it. He told me all about it, which made me want to like go through it. And oddly enough, I came across it on YouTube. And I thought, yeah, hell yeah. Like, yeehaw. I'm going to listen to that shit. And what do you know? It's, it is the most ridiculous great book I think I've ever listened to, bro. It is crazy. He admits he was a former meth addict. Wow. Well, I don't even know if he's a former meth addict. He doesn't actually imply it. I think he's, for, for you know, he could be still on the shit. He smokes crack. He loves his molly. I'm not kidding, bro. Loves his ecstasy pills, man. And has gone on quite a few coke binges. As a matter of fact, and I quote, he's an upper guy. I can tell by his performances in the ring. <laughs> well, clearly, clearly. But what the fuck? I mean, if he was still under WWE contract, there is no way they would have allowed him to say all that shit while being under contract, right? Oh, absolutely not. No, you couldn't even say you're, you can barely say you're drinking beer without saying Steve Weiser, you know, you can even do that on camera. That's true. That's a good point. It's it's a facts, man. Also, he talks about his sex capes with Renee and how he, that was screwing across from uh, Madison Square Garden after he won the WWE Championship. And they were at the hotel across the road from uh, from Madison Square Garden, up on the top floor at the penthouse on the balcony, doing it. And I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, Renee doesn't seem like she'd be a freak, you know. Seems a little more uh, quiet and reserved. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know if she's as uh, reserved as this one over here on the right, but um, <laughs> just saying. But um, no, look, man. Uh, I think she's a bit of a party pooper, bro. Gotta be a little bit, you know. You can't uh, be around someone that all that often. Just like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard party together, as much as uh, everyone wants to say Amber Heard's all guilty, you know. 
they did a lot of the same shit. Well, absolutely, but well, actually, I'll, I'll ask you this, even though you've done the show on the, on the Dollar Wrestling Club, but I just want to ask you, who was in the right and who was in the wrong between them two, bro? Uh, they both were in the wrong. And my phone has to ring right in the middle of the friggin' broadcast. <laughs> Thank you very much to whoever is calling me and screw you and thanks for cutting off my camera. But sorry, say that again, actually, Kev. I think they both probably hit each other, but uh, she definitely was a liar and a manipulator, but he definitely was abusive. Uh, they both were terrible for each other. Um, shouldn't have been together. Should have got out right away. So you see those those warning signs, get out. See here. He's get a manipulative whore, and he's a drunk <laughs> man who are a womanizer. Uh, oh, can I say? It's finest. Can, we, can, can I do this, actually, Kev? Can I actually buy that comment? <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, bro. Absolutely. Nope. Well, let's get into freaking Dynamite, bro. Because, uh, like I said, I don't know where they're going, but this week's show comes our way from the Blue Cross Arena at the War Memorial in Rochester, New York. We're getting two championship matches as John Moxley puts his interim world title on the line against Royal Rampage winner Brody King and TNT champ Scorpio Sky defends against Waller in a street fight. And uh, man, we start off with Scorpio Sky as your champion, your TNT champion versus Waller in a street fight. And yeah, it was pretty obvious that Waller was gonna win this, but I just feel like I mean, shouldn't they have done this a few weeks back already, bro? They should have, but at least they did the right thing. Um, the crowd was hot. The crowd was phenomenal. Oh, if he, sure. he would have rioted if Wardlow didn't win. I flat out tweeted right away, too. If Wardlow loses this match, I'm turning the show off. I, I would have stopped watching. I would have been sick of their freaking booking. Uh, Scorpius guy would be good in uh, NXT. He, he, or oh, Ring whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, is that true? Is that, is that what's... I didn't hear that. You, you guys hear that Scorpio Sky is done with AEW. I don't know who that is, but I've got to check on Facebook because Facebook user claims that Scorpio Sky is done in AEW. Yeah, I didn't hear that at all, but uh, possibly. Hmm, interesting. That makes me actually want to check it out. I mean, if anyone might know, maybe I should look into whoever said that. I've got to see who said that first. It was, uh, oh, it was Jeff Littman. Mm. Who, who, who told you that, Jeff, just quietly? Where'd you get that information from? Let us know. But anyway, as I was saying, we get uh, Warlow becoming a new TNT champion as he wins by pinfall with the Powerbomb Symphony to become your AEW TNT champ. Um, yeah, I mean, who's going to beat him for this title? I guess nobody for the for the foreseeable future. Well, that's how we thought uh, they're going to book Miro. He was hot and then lost all of a sudden after, what was it, three, four months, maybe six he was like unbeatable and then he lost to Sammy. So it's probably going to be the same thing with uh, same thing with Wardlow here. It's going to be unbeatable for four to six months and they're going to randomly give it to whoever they feel like pushing. Um, whatever random guy Tony's got a boner for at that point. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Don't get me started on TK because like I said, I am TK's Coke supplier. <laughs> Just quietly. Um, anyway, we get John Moxley after that in the back cutting a promo, um, talking about how people think Brody King is going to surprise him and catch him off guard, but he knows exactly what kind of monster Brody King is. 
10 days ago, he took a man he deeply respects and admires in Hiroshi Tanahashi and bloodied and battered him. And then blood and guts was like a picnic for him. He knows exactly who Brody King is. He's seen him in New Japan and in Ring of Honor. And the only question left is how big his heart is. And we're going to find out because he's going to be swinging in deep waters and find his limits. Uh, limits, sorry. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was cracking up that he tried to portray Brody King as a threat. You know, like you get points for trying there, Mox. No chance. <laughs> Can I do no chance in hell. And I just want to do a. <laughs> Seth thinking that. Yeah, the Seth laugh. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that laugh is the the best laugh right now in professional wrestling, man. But yeah, I mean, yeah, typical Moxie promo, big whoop. After listening to his audiobook, I honestly can't look at him the same way, bro. Uh, well, I didn't hear it yet. I can't wait. Uh, but it seems like, uh, uh, in, excuse me, AEW's got a formula now. You have like a guy that has no chance of winning, winning a battle royal, become number one contender, just like uh, Kyle yep. O'Reilly recently did too. So it sounds like a, uh, they have a definitely a formula. It's called AEW. Well, formula. the formula is if you're six foot two and over, you're that formula. Like for example, Lance Archer is also part of that formula. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you need a go-to guy for your number one contendership of a title, Lance Archer is your man. He's, he'll be your jobber to lose every title match that he actually gets in AEW. And I guess Brody King fits that profile too, Kev. He does, but they did it with Kyle O'Reilly. He's small, you know? True. That's true. Good point. No, you're yeah. right. But again, little small dude, no personality. Let's be honest. Does he really have any personality, bro? No, nah, I want to I wanna like him because I liked him in uh, in NXT. But good, good no, worker. Boring. It's a good worker. Yeah. Pretty That's nice. it. Vanilla. Absolutely. He's a great hand, bro. He probably should have stayed with Von Wagner, Von Wagner for a couple <laughs> minutes to work on his... Uh, personality before he went to AEW, to be honest. Might have helped him out a little oh, bit. Man. Oh, for sure, man. Well, we come back from the commercial once again as Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nese have an offer for Keith Lee, who turns him down. As Christian Cage makes his entrance flanked by Luchasaurus as he gets on the mic, Christian Cage goes on to say he sees he's the cage everyone is talking about, and everybody's demanding to know why Luchasaurus is remaining aligned with him. But before he can answer, enter Matt Hardy, Kev. As he tells Christian, he's unreal, like the Michael Jordan of being an asshole. <laughs> Jungle Boy was his friend and have got to know each other very well and nobody deserved what Christian did to Jungle Boy. Cage tells him he doesn't know Perry the way he does and he's starting to make his brother sound like the sober one. Ouch, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Amazing work. Absolutely. I mean, shit. I can't wait till Moxie goes off the rails and we'll see what everybody thinks. But um, <laughs> that's just me. How um, anyway, did Matt Hardy look, by the way? Didn't he look like he gained like 10 years of age the last, since we saw him on TV he last? Did. He did, man. I think he needs to... Um, just for men in the beard? To, yes, you took yeah. the words out of my mouth. He needs to invest into in some just for men because, yeah, he looked pretty old and battered. But um, as you brought up Matt Hardy, he, was, he actually goes on to tell Cage he was using Jungle Boy to stay relevant, and he gets it because he was doing the same with Private Party and Butcher and the Blade, and he regrets that. And he says he's here to make sure nobody else gets taken advantage of. Christian calls him out, calls him a clout chaser who will use his kids, his father-in-law, <laughs> and his boat, his dilapidated boat, that is. He'll even turn a blind eye to his brother's issues so he can have one last run, Kev. Great heel work. Christian's on fire right now, and uh, he's just going to make Luchasaurus a viable threat, too. Hopefully they uh, keep booking him right as well. Mm -hmm. 
You're right. He is on fire, man. And he deserves all the credit that he gets because he's killing it, bro, right now. But anyway, he goes on to say um, he's going to sit here and say he cares about Jungle Boy when he knows Christian Cage is the hottest, most influential star in AEW. And Matt is more embarrassing to the Hardy family than his screw-up loser brother. This gets, yeah, this gets Hardy to attack, but Luchasaurus cuts him off with a headbutt to the floor. And the dinosaur puts Hardy through a timekeeper's table. As a blood and guts recap follows. Great promo. Great heel work by Christian. I think he's even better than Edge right now when it comes to mic work, bro. I, I, I said it. The last three weeks, I'll give you yes. But the last two years, I'd say no. But yeah, the last three weeks, he's on fire. If he can keep this pace up, he's the second best MJF right now. If he can keep this oh. up. I'm shocked how uh, I, he was always good. I always liked him as the creepy little bastard and as a heel, always better. Yeah. But he was sure. never this good. Seen him no, without right. like, chains, like uh, without the restrictions in WWE, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely correct, man. And uh, it's interesting to see where we go from here. Do, would you call him a poor man's MJF though? No, no, just like an older, uh, an older MJF, a more mature MJF. Actually, that's a great way of actually describing it. A more mature mm-hmm. MJF. Absolutely. Actually. He's the WB version of MJF. Can we yeah. call him that? <laughs> yeah. If MJF was in, in WB. Actually, speaking of MJF, what do you think is going on with uh, Mr. Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Uh, they got to bring him back sooner than later. Um, they're probably trying to figure out a storyline, how to uh, fit it in to make it work. You know, like yeah. how you, uh, you can't feud with the, uh, the network, so they got to figure out a way to – bring them in without uh fucking up their whole storyline you know true and it's tricky right now too man because when do you bring me in i mean i've heard rumors that uh they're waiting for punk to get back from his injury and apparently mjf was going to be the guy to challenge punk for the AEW world championship but because punk got injured they've had to postpone that obviously yeah do you believe in those rumors though uh yeah i believe he was supposed to take it off uh Punk, very good chance of that. If they didn't have this well, storyline going on, I would have made him the interim champion. But they kind of put, they kind of booked themselves into a corner, as they always do, man. As they always do, um, man. There's a lot of freak. This reminds me of a WWE show in many ways. But we get Tony Schiavone is moderating an interview in the loading bay between Claudio Costagnoli and oh. Jake. Hey, real quick. Yo. What the yes. fuck was he wearing? Like, if you're already not on WWE TV for like two weeks, you're already wearing like a a wrinkled, too big of a shirt. You know, he looked like shit. Like Vince McMahon would not let you wear that. You looked like you were like, you nah. looked like you're, you're slept in like you're fucking like, you're, it's like when your girlfriend wears your oversized boyfriend shirt. You know, it's like a like a nightgown. You look like shit. Actually, you know, look like a fucking yeah. pro. All right, it's on you, yeah, man. It blame Vince. It look is on him. Pro. Get your shit together, Claudio. And enough Iron of your jokes, man. Iron your shirt and get a size smaller. You look like shit. <laughs> yeah. What's this baggy shit, bro? Yeah. Absolutely. But actually, funny enough, uh, you made me think of a story that John Moxley actually said in his book. Um, did, did you hear about when The Shield first got created, right? Uh, parts of uh, it. All right. Well, did you hear about how they were going to have shields? As part of their gimmick, like yeah. actual shields, like riot shields. Did you actually hear about that? Yeah, yeah, I did. 
I, I remember hearing about that back then too, but do you know why it didn't happen? And get this, they were actually for it. I'm talking about Moxley, uh, Reigns and uh, <laughs> Rollins. And uh, you know who stopped that shit from happening? CM Punk? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He actually didn't even know that shit was even happening. One day he was walking past. He looks and sees those shields, those riot shields. And he says, aren't you guys badass? And then Moxie's like, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, we, we're badass. Then he's just like, then why do you need those? Good point. <laughs> good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they scrapped him. Good call, Vinnie Mac. Just yeah, saying. Good shit, Vince. <laughs> Give credit when you're right. Yeah, pal. <laughs> oh, that's funny shit, man. Anyway, um, as I was saying, Hager says Claudio isn't as tough as he is, and he's never been a world champion. Not in Ring of Honor and not in WWE, and he won't be in AEW. Costagnoli says he debuted. He debuted to. I mean, he debuted to beat Zack Saber Jr. and then beat his team in blood and guts, and he will win again next week to go three and zip. And uh, like you said, he looked like a bum, so I agree with yep. Jake Hager. He ain't winning shit. I'm well, talking about championships, be, but he will though. In AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least. Hager can actually say he's a former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, bro. Probably one of the bottom five world champions of all time. But yes, he can say that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because he took that brass ring and then he friggin' lost it. Unlike Cesaro, though, he didn't even grab it. Yeah, I did like uh, in Blood and Guts, they had the We the People to get against each other, too. That was cool. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That was cool. I, I, I did like that, man. Actually, he's the way his promo was done was very reminiscent of Jack swagger well it's one of the few promos he's actually done jericho's done true. all the bottom for him that's, so he's just that's been, true uh, protected yeah, no. at least absolutely and i actually said that also while watching i'm like oh wow he's doing a promo and it feels like jack swagger all over again and you know what man he's not that bad of a talker it's just his lisp is pretty bad yeah he uh yeah, just saying he was okay. He had some okay promos. He just the list does take away from. And anytime he gets a some any anytime he gets a roll going talking, the crowd will like throw him out of the, the water too. Oh, oh, oh. everybody be going lisp. And Crazy. the face, and he's always been a heel. And the face isn't supposed to make fun of lisp because it's like not something you <laughs> can control. But the face always True. does that and bury him. So you killed him. Yeah, be because you know how it is, bro. Baby faces are bullies, bro. Yep. In WWE, yep. Be a star, man. Be a star. That's all I'm saying. Star bully. <laughs> oh, be a bully. Absolutely. Well, we get our next matchup of the evening between Butcher and the Blade uh, versus Swerve in our glory holes in ah. Limitless Keith Lee and Shane Swerve Strickland. Um, I, this match was weird, bro, to me. Um, I think Butcher and Blade and same with the Acclaimed and uh, there's one other team I mentioned earlier. Uh, if they would have actually been booked to win a lot, they'd be threats. You know, they've, I've seen them lose every match for the last three years. Oh, and Private Party. All three of them are very talented teams. Uh, right. We've lost every match on TV for the last three years. So, like, they're pointless. Like, I, they're, we can't take them serious. It sucks. They're very talented. And I would actually like to see uh, – I knew there was no chance. Butcher and Blade had a big win here. would have been awesome. Well, you know what, man? I feel like the Butcher is kind of getting a bit of a – 
retake on his character, which is cool. I like it because he looks like a badass dude mm -hmm. and he should be a badass dude, right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, but does that mean we're going to take Blade and the Butcher more serious now or is this just uh, smoke and mirrors? Uh, it's just smoke and mirrors. Um, that they should take let them go more serious now. Even if you, you can't make Butcher go singles because then the Blade would be pointless and then you lose the bunny. You're not going to lose the bunny, you know, because they're married. True. If she stuck point, with man. the butcher and he got rid of the blade, like even butcher would have a chance of getting over just because of his look alone, and uh, he got definitely got in great shape. Blade's good, good, good worker too, but he's just a tad, tad generic. Yeah, I was gonna say even cheesy, but generic is actually the a great sort of uh, word to describe him. Although I think he's got potential if he finds something within himself. Heck, clearly he can't cut a promo because we don't even see him cutting a promo. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, you're right, man. But he's got the look. Yeah. If, if they I let think... him talk, maybe. But who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Absolutely. Anyway, Swerve in our glory holes end up winning by pinfall with the Swerve Stomp and the Spirit Bomb combination on the blade. We did get a bit of friction between Swerve and uh, Keith Lee during the match. and um, But they keep winning, bro. Uh, is Keith Lee getting bigger too, or is it just me? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I'm glad you brought Arms, that up because you just reminded like me. Definition at all. He looked terrible. You're right. And you know what went through my mind when, when I saw him in the back while eating? The blue Kool-Aid guy. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, right there. The blue Kool-Aid guy. Well, yeah. I mean, I was seriously cringing. Even though it was only an apple. You know what I thought it was at first? It looked like a friggin' muffin. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm thinking, why are they showing him eating for fuck's sake, man? Don't show yeah. this guy eating. This is something healthy. I was going to call him Keith well, Lito. Keith Lito. Because <laughs> the apple. Keith Lito. <laughs> Keith Lito. I spit in the face. I sp yeah, it'd be like, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool, who don't want to <laughs> give me glory. Oh yeah, who do who do not want to give you glory, but he will give you glory holes. Just saying. Uh, anyway, talent, just some of these AEW guys look like because uh, they don't have all like the uh, the restrictions on them. They don't look like they work out or care. You know. Yeah, I know, man. Now you're right, man. Maybe you need to swing those hips with me a yim a bit more often, bro. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm just saying, but yeah, you're right, man. He looks like he's look. I'll say it straight. He's looking like a fat fuck right now, bro. Yep. His scale is limitless. <laughs> the scale is limitless. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, post-match, we get Powerhouse, Will Hobbs, and Absolute Ricky Starks come down shouting. They won't be disrespected. They're grown-ass men. And Starks says they've been really nice by not ending their careers. But they want to act like they're somebody They've proven that there's levels to this and Swerve in our glory holds are several levels lower and you want to talk about who the best tag team is? Then enter the Young Bucks. They go to apologize for interrupting before remembering they don't have to apologize for anything because they built this company. They say they're two very good teams, four and a half stars when they had their match at double or nothing, but that's an off night for the Young Bucks and they couldn't even get the job done. Ooh, then they have a proposal, Kev. Triple or nothing. How original, right? 
Next week, the Young Bucks end up, well, they will defend against Starks and Hobbs and Swerve in our glory holes. And an FTR chant ends up interrupting and the Bucks say they're better than FTR and the crowd should know that. Where the fuck was FTR in this? I feel like they really fucked up here with not involving FTR. Well, I think uh, Hobbs and Starks were on a roll. They were doing pretty good on the promo. I don't think you needed. They the were young, for sure. Yeah, I don't think you needed the young bucks to come out here. I think it was a little overbooked at that point. This is where you need a uh, authority figure. Just even have Tony Schiavone be like, "All right, this is just in from Tony Khan. We're gonna have a triple threat next week." You don't want the crowd. FTR should be in the match, obviously, but you don't want the crowd cheering that when you're trying to book this match. So if Tony Khan just did that without the young bucks coming out. You wouldn't have got that FTR cheer, you know? If that's yeah, what absolutely. Well. No, you're right. And you know what? I won't lie. The second the Bucks came out, I was expecting FTR to come out. So I, that's on them. I think the only reason they didn't come out is because they had the uh, pay-per-view match with uh, the Briscoes coming up. So they don't want to uh, tire them out too Where? much. They announced Where it. Where is that? They, on the Ring Did Honor. They? Yeah, July 23rd. So they're getting a rematch for the Ring of, for the yeah. ring of Honor. Um, I didn't actually pay attention. I did see them cut a promo. Yeah, Daniel Garcia against Willer Yuta uh, for the pure title. Um, and then uh, Smojo versus Jay Lethal for the TV title. And then the box, or excuse me, the Briscoes and the FTR for the tag titles. Oh, cool. Why don't they just sign these motherfuckers already? I mean, the Briscoes would be great in AEW slash Ring of Honor. And Did that was announced for Death Before Dishonor, yeah. right? Yeah, the July 23rd pay per view. Um, does that mean they signed the Briscoes or they just this is a one off? I oh, I don't have a fucking clue, bro. Because at this point, I don't. I've heard rumors that TK will not sign them up because of uh, was it was it Jay Briscoe? He said some anti gay slurs back in the day. Yeah, whatever. Um, but I guess Ring of Honor doesn't count. But make no mistake about this, Kev. I feel like even though AEW has only four pay per views a year. Right. Well, four pay-per-views a year is turning into six suddenly, maybe seven if you include the other Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And I feel like this is just a pay-per-view coming up that's masked as Ring of Honor, but really it's an AEW fucking pay-per-view, bro. Oh, it's like an AEW B team pay-per-view though. Yeah, you know? for sure, definitely. Yeah. Honest Samoa Joe and FTR, it's all like, you know, guys we like, but not guys they're pushing. It's like their NXT. If it was like their NXT pay per view. Yeah, I guess. I mean, do you think Ring of Honor will actually be its own entity on television? Are we going to get Ring of Honor on TV? I said, I said yes. You and Jeff both thought no. Um, I, I, I think there's plenty of room for it on TV. They need to uh, break ties with uh, their friendship with Impact and just get on Thursdays. Put something on Thursdays. Like, run them out of the water. Who cares about Impact? That's just wasted t- wrestling TV spot right there. You know, I agree. Not on Thursday nights. It's just, I, I mean, I liked it in the past. It's, it's almost dead. Well, well, f- the Grills of Destiny what? had a match on there, and I had no idea. I would have fucking loved that. You know, like, oh. who knows? Oh. Any impact. I knew. I actually knew that they were on there. But, uh, yeah, look, you know what throws me off? I would watch Impact Wrestling, but their production is so fucking bad, I can't stand to watch it. Yeah, it is. It doesn't pretty- matter who's on there. You know what I mean? It just it, I just can't stand it. And the one thing that TNA slash Impact Wrestling have, have always annoyed me with is that damn loud fucking ring of theirs. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Always. You, you hear them trotting all the fucking time across one end of the ring to the other. 
boom, 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 boom. I didn't even fucking notice fucking... it until the COVID era. Then it like it was so freaking loud. Oh. Now you like it, it's like it drained in my head forever. <laughs> Dude, I swear it, it was like that even back in the day, man. Like the good old days of TNA. It just always stood out for me, man. But yeah, it is what it is. Um where were we now? Oh yes, we get another Malachi Black promo on John Moxie saying he thinks he knows pain and violence. But Brody King will leave his mark on him. I wonder what mark that is. A shit stain? Is it a shit mark? I mean, but whatever. I don't know. We'll see as we get to the main event. But uh, we get another promo, though, Kev. I mean, this promo is galore here. Brody Eddie King, Kingston. Brody King is such a non-threat that he doesn't even get to do his own promo when he has a world title shot. That's how big of a non-threat he is. He just says, boo. That's it. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? He says absolutely nothing. You're right. Um, we get Eddie Kingston, though, making his entrance and Tony Schiavone interviews him in the ring. Kingston congratulates Warlow on his title win first and then congratulates everybody on his team at Blood and Guts, even Claudio. He's a nice guy. He's growing up. And then he does a fart noise. And he's really out here to call Chris Jericho out for making him a liar. Um, he didn't taste his blood, so he's going to get him again and he's going to taste his blood. Then we get Chris Jericho shouts from the Tron and says if he wants to get crazy, he'll show how crazy he can get and orders Tay Conti to slam a car door on Ruby Soho's hand. And uh, man, that looked fucking pretty legit in many ways. I'm sure it wasn't, but it looked good. Yeah, Ruby sold the shit out of that too. Like She definitely she was the best selling she's done. And speaking of what we were talking about earlier, Eddie Kingston's in the competition of uh, who can look the worst and oldest and most out of shape of anybody. I love Eddie, by the way, but he looks like absolute shit too. He does, man. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I mean, what guy that looks like shit plucks Wait. their eyebrows to perfection, bro? Like he's some metrosexual motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like you <laughs> don't body shame him, but like he's gonna wax his eyebrows. <laughs> like shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> You're the funniest dude, man. You were from Lyon, but I'm worried about my weight. Like, dude, just... uh, do you want to be a champion? It's that's why you're not champion because you're out of shape. Everyone won't love you to be world world champion if you're in fucking shape. <laughs> I'll train you for six months, dude. Hey, they, <laughs> <For free. laughs> they got for fucking free. You heard that? Yo, the world title was in there. there. <laughs> yeah, man, he's from Philly. You. That's that's the place of champions, man, where they actually produce champions. Heck, look at Rocky. <laughs> yep. And oh, man. Alabama. So if you want Country Kev to oh. train you instead, he's from Mobile, awesome. Alabama. That's my track Mobile? To Jackson. You're from Mobile, Alabama? Yes, from Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Kevin Panetta's younger brother, Country Kevin Panetta. And that's sexy time, <laughs> baby brother, Country Kev. <laughs> from Melbourne, Mobile, Alabama. He drinks Deal. I PBRs. Alabama. Damn it. PBRs because it's red, white, and blue. Man, the internet fuck. Why are you frozen? You look like you're seeing a ghost. You've done too much of TK's cocaina. America, fuck yeah. We lost Jimmy, everybody. It looks like it's just the Country Kev show. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Eddie Kingston, though, but it's pretty... Oh, there, are you back? 
Oh, there I am. Fucking hell. Sorry about that. Continue on, man. I was just, I was just uh, blabbing. I didn't know where to go next. Oh, sorry about that, bro. I couldn't hear you. But yes, oh, the last thing I remember saying is that you're Kevin's younger brother from Mobile, Alabama. That's right. Panetta Sexy Tom's <laughs> from Philly. The Dollar Kid's yes. from Miami. And oh, Kinsley I didn't Kinsley know that. Alabama. <laughs> so, so the Dollar Kid's from my from Miami or Miami, and and so there's three of yous. Yeah, it's like the faces of Foley, but uh, family family wise, oh. three brothers, three oh. brothers. So we, we got a we got a southern fucking Kev. We got a well another southern Kev, I guess, southeast Kev, and we've got a a northerner, a Yankee. A Yankee, but Philly but guy. But don't tell him a Yankee because he's a Phillies fan, so he'll fight you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Philly guys will fight you no matter what anyways. It doesn't really matter. Especially a little Irish <laughs> which, which, which Kev is the one we should fear, though? Is it, is it Philly Kev? Uh, yeah, Philly Kev is the roughest and the toughest. <laughs> Country Kev will fight dirty, though. I'll break a beer Ooh. bottle. Yeah. People are like, howdy ho, people. <laughs> Sometimes I'll pass out before the fight starts, though. <laughs> oh, shit, that's not good, bro. You don't want to be passing out. If I was in a wrestler in AEW, I wouldn't be in the House oh, of Black. Man. I'd be at the House of Blacked Out. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Fucking hell, man. I wish I had the sound effect right now. That's... Looking at my sister, only I'm allowed to look at my oh. sister. <laughs> don't, don't tell me you got a sister. Got a sister? Don't you don't touch my sister. Wait, she's not your mo- your mother too at the same time, right? That's for me to know. <laughs> you can find out, buddy. Yeehaw, bitches! <laughs> oh shit! Oh, you got motherfuckers laughing. That's for sure. <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> that's, the that's, a, that's a southern. <laughs> Oh, fuck, my head hurts, man. I'm not going to lie. Oh, shit, that is gold, man. You know what What else is gold? That I'm fucking popping you for laughing at what you're saying, bro, because you never laugh at your own shit, bro. But <laughs> I'm just, I'm popping that you're laughing, but, bro. And you're trying to no-sell it at the same time, which is which is hilarious. That's, that's great, man. Oh, man, how do we continue after that one? Seriously, bro. We're talking oh. about sheep, out of sheep, uh... Eddie Kingston. Oh there. yes, that's right. <laughs> and then we went to to Cowboy Kev. I mean, yeah, like we were saying, you, um, stop freaking plucking your eyebrows and uh, get into shape, bro. <laughs> Just saying, like we were saying. And yes, Kev from Philly, that is. <laughs> yeah, sex is Will, you know, the the trainer of champions will absolutely turn. I was going to call him Kofi Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> but he's clearly not Kofi Kingston. Uh, anyway, he'll turn you into a champion. I'm just saying. That's right. We anyway. On here for free. Oh, absolutely for free. Um, we Well, guess what's next? Speaking of fucking stupidity, bro. We get the Dork Order making their entrance. 24-7 vision oh. order. 24-7 order. <laughs> 24-7 order, or should we call them the 24-7 odor? But uh, I don't know, man. I digress. But um, John Silver gets on the mic and hypes up uh, Rochester as Dark Order Country 
Evil Uno says that's why it's very important to say he's here today. Because get this. And I don't know what this means, Kev. Maybe you can explain it to me. Because apparently every single one of them right now are here to stay. Please tell me what that actually means, Kev. Does that mean they got a contract? Probably one oh. year. Probably. Oh. Right at 2024, if I had to guess. Shit. I don't know if I want another year of Dark Order, bro. Reynolds and uh, Silver should break off. There's nothing dark about them. Uh, Silver's entertaining. And yeah. Reynolds, they should not let Reynolds use the Stone Cold Stunner, by the way. Did you see me Stunner tonight? You got to keep that for the big guy, like the big big names. Uh, I'm sick of everybody using that damn move anyway, man. Fuck, it's, it's become a slut, bro. Yep. But sorry I, for cutting you off. Continue on. Uh, Ten has a chance. He's still young. Um, he's got a chance. Um, he's got a chance. What about minus one? Um, okay. Have him. Don't them say anything. Don't show that the clips showing him on dark pulling the dude's pants down. So it's embarrassing. Oh my god! I never saw that, but I saw that on Dynamite tonight, yeah. and I was like. What the fuck? It's like, channel. Like, what am I watching? My, I, I should just watch Dana Brooke and Reggie right now, like, run after each other. You know? <laughs> At least Dana Brooke's a professional athlete. She was a world-class bodybuilder, you know? And Reggie was a world-class gymnast or something, you know? But it, that's embarrassing. Don't, don't make me embarrassed to watch eight. I'm embarrassed about some of the story, like, the writing, how bad it is sometimes. But that's just embarrassing. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, bro. I'm not gonna lie, and it makes me it makes me think, what the fuck am I doing with myself? Imagine, <laughs> imagine you just started you did the first time watching the channel. Uh, we right. obviously know it's in Rochester, Brody Brody Lee's uh, hometown, so it's nice right, that right. him come out there. He's an 11 year old kid. Just him being out there is like a honor. Hit him in the front row and shout him out. You know, like by the kid, by the oh, time sure. the kid's 18, like what's he? If he's not like God. He's going to like want to kill himself because you're giving him too much at too young of an age. <laughs> I know. Talk about a spoiled fucking kid, right? Yeah, he already, he already's like beating adults. Like, if he like, <laughs> if they like book him like they book Brian Pillman Jr., like, <laughs> he's booked better already. Oh, shit. This, this episode's been a killer, man. This, this is a great episode, bro. I just want to uh, point out um, that promo by friggin' minus one was the drizzling shit i get it he's a he's only a young kid but i would have thought by now he would have understood it a little bit you know what i mean but did did you watch the ggp match a year ago yeah maybe yeah. a bit longer do you remember what minus one did to freaking ggp ah, i forget do you like butter oh man well unfortunately it brought up memories for me after seeing uh qt marshall get his pants dacked <laughs> and run around the ring with his friggin' briefs on. Uh, what else was it? What else did they show? What else did he do? I forgot because that one really stood out. Do you uh, remember? Nah, but uh, Evil Uno, they should change his gimmick too. They got to disband the Dark Order. Have him in 10. I don't even know if they can go dark ever again too. I don't know. Maybe like, they got to maybe make a whole comedy group too. I don't, I I've got an idea. Can we call him the Out of Order? Orderless, like yeah, I guess. Oh, orderless. Yeah, the Dark Order died with Brody. You know, it's it's different. It was yeah, it was it was okay, true. man. It was cool. Yeah, no, you're right, man. It's true. And R.I.P. to to Brody Lee, not King. When uh, Junior you know, is older, then bring it back. You know. 
let him start his new one. But right now you're just going to tarnish it where even when he is older, it's just going to be terrible. He'll probably look like some lanky, pasty kid. Like when he's older, look. He's got the genetics where you never know. He might end up being a monster. But Maybe. How old is he now? Is he 12, 13? What, what is he? Is he even – is his voice starting to break yet? Is he even in high school yet? I think he, I think he was 11 at least last time we saw him. So he might yeah, be, I think you're right. Yeah. Do you think be he'd 12. be 13 by now? I think he's 12 probably. Probably 12. Okay. Well, I was cooler than him at 12. Just, just saying. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wild. He's a lot more money, so he's cooler by default. Right, right. And anyway, who the fuck am I fooling, bro? He's cooler than friggin' any of us were because he gets to hang out with uh, yeah, and the actual J- wrestlers. Yeah. Right, so yeah, I'll take that back. Whatever he's... Actually, do you even know what his real name is? I used to. I forget because he'd been calling Nate a one for so long. <laughs> but like... Oh, he's... If, they, if he was front row and they let, like everyone gave him a standing ovation, say brutally son, that would have been plenty. That would have been enough, too. It wouldn't be embarrassing. It'd be great for him. <laughs> wouldn't be He's probably getting like shit talked on the online now, too. Probably bullied and stuff, too. Oh, Saying, you yeah, know, no. there's so many independent guys that could use his time. Yeah, that's fucked. If that's the case, I hope not. But uh, I assume he still lives in uh, Rochester. Uh, actually, probably not. He's probably in Florida by now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Possibly. I hope he's getting treated well, but it just set him up for very, very yeah. high expectations. Um, it's going to be tough for him. It's like a childhood. It's probably the first childhood uh, wrestler. You know, we've had like second generation wrestlers and they've had a lot of drug problems and stuff too, but this is like the next level of that. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely, man. Um, anyway, we get John Silver getting on the mic and hyping up Rochester's Dark Order. Oh, you already said that. Um, I was, I was mentioning about Cutie Martial interrupting as we saw him getting his pants pulled down. He asked how long we have to put up with his, with his this made me laugh, with his charity case. <laughs> the fact that he said that is kind of true. And he gets it. His dad is from Rochester, but he's not his father. His father was a legend. But minus one or negative one, whatever you want to call him, he's more like his mother. <laughs> is he calling him a little bitch, bro, essentially? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I figured. He didn't bring his friends out here, so he wants to face the 10-year-old man to mad. 10-year-old? How did wow. we go from 11? I remember him as a freaking 11-year-old, and now he's gone backwards. I guess I just, he is negative one. He's probably just calling him a year younger just to piss him off, you know? Little kids always yeah, probably bigger and older than they are. Oh, for sure. Well, speaking of kids and uh, older kids, I guess, Enter Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. So I guess... uh, I guess he wants to stay in that mid-card, you know? Like, doesn't want to be taken serious. No way, he looked pissed off, bro. He got a pop, (laughs) too. But, like, why are you booking me with these guys still, you know? Oh, man, I don't understand. Because they don't know what to do with him, bro. I mean, they really don't know what to do with Hangman Adam Page right now, bro. As they really didn't know what to do with him, even during his title run, I mean... What are they going to do with him? Where do you go with him, actually, at this point? Does he go All-Atlantic in the Pacific? And speaking of All-Atlantic, did that belt go missing by any chance? I mean, wh- what happened to that belt? Did it did it sink in the Atlantic? I mean, where is it? I know. Put Park on TV. I you know. Like, you want him to feel special, you know? Special. <laughs> I guess because 
his partner had a match tonight. And maybe they didn't want to take away from that, you know? Oh, that jobber. <laughs> Please. He's so cool, too. He's so cool, but really he's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a fan of his, too, bro. But let's, let's call a spade a spade. He's a fucking jobber, bro. Unfortunately, he shouldn't be. You, you, correct, absolutely. But uh, how many times do we need to see his mask get snatched off him at this point? It's getting yeah. ridiculous, bro. Like what? Like how was the cameraman stupid? Like you would zoom in on it for the fans, you know? Like pretend it's real. <laughs> if, it was, if it was WWE, you you know damn well they would have done that. Yeah, unfortunately, bring the towel and hide his face with a towel, you know, or a shirt. Well, that symbolized something for me, actually, Kev. What's that? You might, well just, you might as well kill off this obscure Penta. No, and I said obscure because he is obscure at this point, not Oscuro, right? Because seriously, he's done, bro. I, and as much of a fan I am of his, I cannot take this guy serious anymore, especially when he's like, zero, miedo. Yeah. Yeah, zero fear, all right? Zero fear jobbing every fucking week, bro. I was thinking, like, when I'm watching this match, because I was thinking the same, that they turned him into a jobber, and he's amazing. I'm, I'm thinking, like, what if he went to WWE? They never had an evil luchador. And I'm like, nah, they mm. would book him terrible, too. Like, they don't even book oh. Rey Mysterio good. <laughs> you know, that's you know what they were calling? Um, you know what? I'll, I'll, yeah, go. Take a guess, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll say my, my one. Jose uh, Estrada. <laughs> they just give us some cheesy Spanish name. No, you know what they'll call him? Fucking Jober El Luchador. <laughs> Fortunately, man. Ring of Honor might be his best bet, honestly. Hey, hey, there's no... Hey, it's all about honor in Ring of Honor, bro. There's, yeah. there's no shame in uh, working for a dead promotion. He could be John of Gresham, you know? Definitely better than Gresham. We can have a new midget league in Ring of Honor. Absolutely. I mean... <laughs> Come on, my my dick is taller than fucking uh, Jonathan Grisham, bro. Seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I was talking about Penta. Oh, no, not Penta. I'm talking about Grisham at this point, because <laughs> that guy is four foot five, bro. At least. Yeah, he's pretty vanilla. I don't uh, see why he's <laughs> champ right now. Because <laughs> it's Ring of Honor, bro. I mean, come on. If Samoa, um, <laughs> Samoa, who Joey Samoa? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, man, fuck this shit. Uh, he and Evil Uno end up cutting off QD off at the pass and throwing him in the ring for Silva and Reynolds to double team him as Preston 10 Vance finishes him off with a discus lariat. As Brody Jr. gets the mic back and says he'd pin Marshall right now, but he's going to wait till he's 19. Did he say 19? I thought he said 18. Uh, I thought he said 18. But you know who I QT Marshall, it looks like that Paul Blart. Remind me of Paul Blart Mall Cop when they were fuming with each other right there. <laughs> QT Marshall, I'm hearing rumors that his contract might not get renewed, but I don't know if I buy it because he does more than just, you know, wrestle, obviously. Well, they have backstage kind of probably roles he could do, you know? Well, he does. He does. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know why they would keep him as an on air talent. Look, he is just like every plain Jane out there, bro. He just looks like any guy, right? But I'll give him one thing. He can actually work in the ring. But other than that, he's useless. He's better on the mic than a lot of those guys. I'll give him credit for True. that. 
Maybe we we actually underestimate Mr. QT Marshall. Is that even too, possible? He just looks too much like a puffball dad. You know, he doesn't look intimidating at all. That's the biggest problem. It's I don't true, know what right? changed that. He just he's got a baby face or like a yeah can't. No, you really can't. You actually can't, bro. I mean, look, he's got receding hairlines. I mean, I mean, what can you do with this guy? Grow his hair out? You can't do that. So, Probably should have picked it. I mean, he's fundamentally sound. Oh, for sure. I agree. Definitely, man. 100%. No doubt. And speaking of... Well, we were talking about uh, Penta El Obscura. Uh, and that's the next matchup. As Jim Ross gets an entrance to join a commentary team for the rest of the show... Thank you, JR. Uh, Penta versus Rush in a weird-ass matchup once again that went a lot longer than it should have. But Rush ends up getting the win by pinfall with a schoolboy. What did you think of this match? I got taken out of the match when we did the, the slap to each other. You oh, like, oh. I, I tweeted, I'm like, the next time I get in a bar fight, I'm going to do the uh, AEW independent wrestler slap back and forth. You know, <laughs> sell it too and see what happens. You get your ass kicked right away. And then, oh, yeah, I also threw, Rush did a like a drop kick, and he, he did the leg slap on a drop kick, too. I'm like, oh. oh. Then they did an elbow, and they did another leg slap on an elbow. These guys yeah. have never been in a fight in real life, dude. It doesn't sound like that when you elbow somebody in the face. You guys ever been in a fucking fight? It doesn't sound like that. Yes, it does. It does not. It never, like these people have never elbowed somebody. It's embarrassing. It's, I mean, but look, man. Yeah, you're right. This is this was and this this it was slapstick city in this match. Absolutely, slaps to the elbows, slaps to the to the thighs. I mean, Rush and Penta are literally the masters of the slaps. You know, and you know what's hilarious, man? AW production has got a like they really can't sort of like I don't know what it is about them, but they they don't know and no pun intended. They can't obscure the friggin' uh, the slaps, bro. Like I feel like it's so not. It's so like obviously like obviously they're doing that. Like you can see it, even though even the sounds are just way off. I mean, what do they have? A friggin' machine gun out there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, those elbow slaps are getting out of hand, bro, for sure. I'm way not even anti. I'm not anti-leg slap as much as like a lot of the old school guys are. Like on a super kick, I'm fine with it. Every super kick, I'm fine with it. But on an elbow to the face, don't do it. On a drop kick, don't do it. More than twice or three times in a match, don't do it, you know. This is a little... Well, essentially, that's what this match was. Yeah, it was. It was. was, They're very... You can't deny their athleticism. Um, I even like Lucha styles, too. Just just, There was way too much slapping in that match for me. And then the, the fake, uh, that's just terrible, though. It's so fucking, you guys have never been in a fucking fight, dude. You don't do that. I know that the Jets Japanese style Suzuki does it all the time. Maybe yeah, one. No, that one's like this, like, sort of thing. <laughs> at least, like, I mean? take one and go back a little bit and be like, what, motherfucker? Then, then, you, then do one, but not, you know, where it's just so choreographed. It was like this, like, literally, like. Yeah. <laughs> And at least stupid, like, man. your punch, at least you do the hockey style punch too, or you both hit each other, not just one. My turn, your turn, my turn. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Kev, that's professional wrestling in 2022, bro. It is what it is. And uh, yeah, these two put on a slap 
of a clinic. I'm just saying. It wasn't a wrestling match. It was a slap match. And uh, you know what? Maybe one day we can get a who slaps most wins type of match. I mean, Minoru is it possible? Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, but at least with that, I could take it a little more serious compared to... What the fuck was this? Sword fighting with their dicks? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck was that? So as far as I'm concerned, Penta deserved to lose that damn mask because he's embarrassing the name of Pentagon Jr. I'm sorry. That guy's an imposter in AEW right now, bro. It ain't his fault. He, it's the Booker of the Year's fault. Well, yeah, it is the, the Booker of the Year's fault. But you know what, man? He gives zero fucks about the way he's booked, bro, because I don't. he looks like the type of guy that wouldn't be happy about shit like that. But I can't help but see a happy Pentagon every time. He brings his kids out now. He's lost that whole mystique. And at this point, you might as well just take the damn mask off him for good. Yeah, well, Jimmy, I've, here's a good point about AEW too. They're making uh, foreign wrestlers less special, especially wrestlers that can't True. speak English. If everybody does oh, all the especially. moves, back in the day, Pentagon had the most unique moves, you know? Fuck yeah. Now that Absolutely. everyone does the same moves, he needs to be able to talk, and he can't talk. So if you can't speak English, you have no chance in hell getting over an AEW because you all do the same moves every match. So I mean, you could, yeah. And you, I guess you could say the same about WWE for that matter, although I guess Asuka is an exception. <laughs> uh, Vince just probably doesn't like pushing foreigners at all, but I think Tony Khan yeah. wants to, you know? I think? Yeah, I think he wants the Lucha Brothers to get over, you know? I think he wanted to, people them to get over. Well, they done a bad fucking job of booking these guys. I mean, why couldn't why aren't these guys single stars more so than anything else? And when I say single stars, I use that term very loosely because sure they get a, they have a lot of singles matches, but we haven't seen a meaningful run by either one of them in a singles run. You know what I mean? To be like fair, any time they get any steam, one of them gets hurt. But they've, they've had like yeah, three big injuries already. If that's the reason why they're not getting pushed, then I'm fine with that, TK. I'm fine with that. If that's the reason. It's a fair uh, fair criticism on them. They do get injured a lot, both of them do. Particularly Phoenix, though. I think he's more of an um, injury sort of prone guy compared to uh, Penta. But, oh, yeah, you're right. Either way, both of them get hurt a lot. But, yeah, it is what it is, man. Who knows what happens with them too. But, yes, Rush wins with the schoolboy. And Rush, he looks great. He looks good. But another one, he can't really speak English. So I don't know where we go from there. He looks like a million bucks. That's one but of the first he... times I've seen him. Like, honestly, too. I've, I've, read really? about him for, I've read about him for years. I wanted to see him. I like their gang. Los Ingobernables, whatever, too. Like, oh, uh, Los Ingobernables. His presentation was great. In Mexico. <laughs> and that's what made me think that thing about foreign wrestlers in AEW. I'm like, so what would this guy do right now to make him stand out and make me like him better than other people? He would need to have a good promo at this point because they all do the same moves. Like, like what does Roosh do that 90% of the roster can't? What about Ricky Starks doesn't do, you know? Nothing. Talk. <laughs> he can't talk. talk. Well, he's rushing everywhere. That's something Ricky Starks can't do. See? 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 You know what? He's going to go nowhere, bro. La, what, what do they call it? La Faction. Yeah, La <laughs> like, come on, man. Because they can't, obviously, they don't own the rights to Los Ingobernables. 
But uh, yeah, so we're going to go with La Faction, Ingobernable, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, we get a death before Dishonor ad, as I was saying before, and Jay Lethal and Co. about how he's going to beat Samoa Joe and win the Ring of Honor World Television Championship back. Who gives a fuck at this point? Uh, but as we come back from commercial, we get smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nice try to get signatures from best friends for their petition to remove Shane Strickland from the roster. This is cheesy. Orange Cassidy says he doesn't sign anything without his lawyer reading it. And his lawyer is Stan Hansen here, <laughs> who rolls up to read the contract. Anyway, shenanigans happened and Orange versus Nice is set for Rampage. And if Tony wins, Cassidy will sign the petition. And I guess Tony will not win this Friday, or shall I say tonight, on Rampage. <laughs> WWE cheesy booking here. Bro, it felt like WWE. This show, to me, felt like a bad WWE sort of show. It was full of promos, dude. But um, You're in a yeah. row with Smart Mark, too. I'm starting to think he's not so smart. The 20, 20 security guys against Wardlow, uh, like... Is this guy just not very good creatively? Is it is it him? Is it Tony? Like, uh, get this oh guy off my TV at this point. It's the booker of the year, man. No one else books this shit. It's the TK man himself. I don't, I don't know. Like Mark, dude. Might be Sterling. I haven't seen anything Maybe good. I Maybe I should stop selling to TK, man. He's starting to fucking get a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's getting a bit cuckoo, shall I say. Anyway, um, who cares? But we go to another match after that, Kev, as we get the ass boys in Austin and Colton Gunn and the acclaimed Anthony Bones and Max Caster versus Bear Country in Bear Boulder and Bear Bronson and Fuego Del Sol and Leo Ruffin. That's so dumb. Leon Ruffin. From Leon Ruff to Leon Ruffin, whatever. Might as well call him Ruffles at this point. But uh, yeah, the ass boys in the acclaimed win by pinfall with a lateral press from Austin Gunn on Bear Bronson. But get this, post-match, the guns attack the Acclaim. Billy runs in to pry them off, but turns on the Acclaim and wipes Caster out with a lariat. Bowens gets to his feet and asks for one last scissor from Daddy Ass, but he gets a famous say instead as Austin mockingly scissors fingers with an unconscious Bowens. And uh, this, I've got a problem with this, bro. Why did they have to turn? I mean, we knew the obvious thing was going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. But did they have to do this so soon? Couldn't we get a little bit more of a fucking build to this shit happening? You could, but Max is so over. They should have probably turned him Absolutely. a year ago. You know, the fans cheer him more than almost anybody in the whole roster. Uh, I think sure. they're just waiting for Bowens to get back from injury, to be honest. That's the only reason why it took this long, in my opinion. I just felt like it would have been a better build. Like, I would have found it more interesting to see, you know, Mr. Billy Gunn, you know, side with the acclaim for a little longer, man. You know, let it simmer for maybe about three more weeks well, and then get the reveal. You know what I'm saying? It would have too, but also like the 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 ass boys aren't on TV much. They just started to be on TV more. They're always in, you know, they're like, uh, they're not a guy Tony pushes. Max Caster's on all the time though, but the ass boys aren't a major AEW player. This is oh, just to get on TV for a short storyline they came up with, and they're going to be back off once. Uh, you think so? Yeah, I think they might actually start getting a bit of a push, bro. Because you know what, man? The more I actually watch them, I don't think they're as bad as people think they are. Um, I agree with you. I've actually just started 
believe it or not, Cornette pointed it out that they actually had, and uh, Brian Glass that they actually has some talents. So I started paying attention. They, they do, are pretty bro. good. They do. They just need to uh, not be the ass boys, first of all. Maybe get their own identity a little bit. Get the different gear. Oh, yeah. Hands look stupid. Um, they were showing personality with the uh, the acclaimed. They're, they're going to lose that now. So they just need yeah, uh, to get their own identity a little bit. Even if their dad stays their manager too, they just need that would help them a lot. But I think they're gonna they're not gonna be on TV much after they claim beats them. <laughs> yeah, I agree, bro, one hundred percent. But you know what? Maybe we will still see them on TV. But you're probably right; they probably won't sporadically. But I, well, we'll definitely see them sporadically. But I do actually think they actually do have potential. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they could do with, you know, more tag teams. I think the more tag teams in any company at this point is a good thing. Yeah, but they got to win some matches. You know, the claim could have been over a year ago. Like you said, private party could have been. They got to – if they claim this face turn, they still lose every match? What's the point? Are we going to see five years of a row of them losing? <laughs> I mean, uh, what's happened even to, to private party, man? I'm hearing rumors they could have been quietly released, but I'm not sure. I mean, I love their, their, their song, bro. I'm going to miss – shut, shut. <laughs> I miss that song, bro. But thing that sucks for them, if they get released, they're too much of the same niche of uh, the, like the street profits for WWE. You know, absolutely. And unfortunately for them, they were compared with them right away. And to be fair, are they really anything alike? They're not. No, they're really not, bro. And the street profits are, are you know way above them at this point. Maybe at the start, you know, a few years ago, you could see the resemblance, yeah. but. They're really nothing like them, but they've moved so far ahead of the, um, what are they called, private party. It's yeah. not even funny, bro. But, uh, yeah, anyway, um, the Ask Boys and the Acclaimed, I uh, said that with lateral press on Bear Bronson. But uh, post-match, oh, yeah, I, I read that part as well. We get Miro, though, getting cutting a promo where he talks about the differences between himself and Malachi Black, and he'll destroy the gates of hell to get to him because the Redeemer is coming enraged. I feel like they fucked up here, Kev. How so? Explain. Well, well, um, on the blow-off, the last blow-off me and Jaga did, we were talking about where do we go from here with Miro, right? Since he had the black mist get sprayed all over his face. Think about this, dude. Imagine he joined the House of Black, but more so in the, in the way where, you know, he's angry with, with his God, you know what I mean? How could you God? You know what I mean? You spray me in the face, you know, I got sprayed in the face and now you're not here for me, you know, like, but get this, he's the redeemer, right? So he's going to end up redeeming himself. But tell me it wouldn't be cool if he had joined the House of Black and, you know, play around where he's really angry with his God, bro. I think that would have been a great little storyline, but unfortunately we get nothing and uh, it didn't really matter that everyone else that got sprayed with with uh, Malachi Black's black jizz all over everybody's face. Um, basically had eye patches, gonorrhea at one point. Uh, you name it, you, they caught it. But Miro... Well, they probably saw the Julia Hart already buried the whole thing on Twitter and Instagram. All like oh, really? dressed all nice and showed her picture. I guess she's dating uh, Big Shotty. Saw pictures like hugging Big Shotty, wearing like a dress and really? stuff. Yeah, she killed the whole gimmick. Julia Hart ruined Damn. it. Yeah. So when, like they had like date, they had, like date night and they were like hugging and she's wearing like a little dress you know so 
you know, like it was they're kissing and holding hands, like big, oh. big shoddy. She ruined her whole anything cool about her. She'll never win a dollar from at least this whole year. She's eliminated from any dollar competition for me. Good. Killed her. Right. She finally had something interesting for her and she had to kill it. You know, if she was in WWE, she would be slowly pushed to the side and fired, you know? Wow. Yeah. She would, he, Vince would have been like, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> I'm going to kill it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, I guess now that makes sense because she's not even appearing with the House sure. of Black. Career suicide. They don't even realize wow. they're doing it. Idiots. God damn it, Julia. Then again, she is only, what, 19, I think? Yeah. Eh, dumb and... She can get a job anywhere. You know, she can rebuild easy, but she killed. She can be a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> she can get a job anywhere she likes. That's sexist, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, country Kev. <laughs> She can be That's my true, sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! You know what, man? I think Country Kev should have a full blown gimmick, bro. I'm talking about where next time Country Kev comes on the skirmish or wherever for that case, you gotta be like this. You know what I'm saying, Kev? <laughs> next time, can you book book Country Kev through his sister? Ask her, and we'll book, and I'll stay. Uh, he'll stay Country Kev all all show. I reckon that's a good idea. So you can only book Country Kev through your sister, I believe, through right? That's it. Through your sister. <laughs> oh, you better not shit, look at her. Don't really... give her no side eye. <laughs> I don't have to give you a knuckle sandwich. This the bread. <laughs> this what the about the five knuckle shuffle? This this fist will put your dick in the dirt, son. <laughs> put your dick in the dirt. <laughs> right in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> This fish right here, son, will put your dick right in the fucking dirt. Absolutely, bro. Hurry here first. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't breathe, bro. Next time, I'll be the crocodile hunter if your country Kev. Oh, I'll be play full gimmicked out. <laughs> I'm up. telling you, I'll dress up as the crocodile hunter. The only difference between your hat and my hat, I've got that bullshit hanging off my hat, bro. Nice, nice. You know what I'm talking about? You know that fucking. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck yeah. it is. I don't even know what it's called, but that's the only difference between an Aussie cowboy and a country cowboy, bro. <laughs> you got my Brahma bull on here. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> your Brahma bull? The rock, I'll beat you and make it pebbles, son. <laughs> yeah, with my fist. With my fist. <laughs> I'll chug, chug two or three PBRs. It's on like Donkey Kong, Mr. Rock. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rock. Mr. Rocky Rock. Johnson. Mr. Duane. Duane. I oh, know. It's Duane. Duane. I can't say that. You got to put it the, the H in there like vehicle. Duane. Duane. There you go. Oh, that's fucking gold, bro. I love Cowboy Kev, bro. I'm, I, ain't so got so no, I ain't got no steer. I'm country. I ain't cowboy. <laughs> I got oh, no cattle, son. No, no cattles. Nah, no, no cattles. cattles. That's why I'm country. I ain't cowboy. Country cave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got you blacked out, son. You drink until too many yeah. PBRs. It looks I like. blacked out, son. I blacked out because my damn phone is ringing again, calf. I see them three <laughs> little blue balls. I feel bad for you, buddy. <laughs> hey, touche, touche. Very nice. There you go. Blue balls with a blue shirt. <laughs> anyway. 
let's move on. I mean, we got to take the piss out of this show. I mean, come on, man. We're more fucking entertaining at this point than this show is. But we get, speaking of entertaining, or not entertaining for that matter, Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose versus Thunderstorm in Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Uh, we get Thunderstorm winning by pinfall with a spike fire thunder driver. Damn, that's a tongue twister. On Marina Shafir. Whoopity whoop. Uh, you know what, dude? Rosa and, and uh, Storm actually suited each other, bro. I kind of like it. They did, but it came out of nowhere. They just fought for the belt. Um, did they? Did, would I miss like a backstage thing where they became friends? Uh, no, this is uh, AEW booking, bro. You, you're supposed to be in the no country, Kev. Come on, bro. You got to know this shit. Yeah, if they're feuding with a more like uh, stronger team, I would have been expecting like one of them to turn on each other to keep the feud going. You know, but that, they did work well together. They were a good team. They have the cool, cool team name. Absolutely. I mean, hey, thunderstorm. I mean, it, it, it's perfect. But um, the only problem here is we don't actually have a women's tag team division, though. So That's what what's they the done. point? That's what they should have done, in my opinion, over the uh, TBS belt, and they should have signed the Iconics, too. If fifth only Oh, well, yeah. Uh, well, look, you know, I, I know the Iconics are fellow country women of mine. But they're annoying as hell, bro. As I mean, seriously, they used to annoy the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, they don't get me wrong, they're hot, <laughs> but they're annoying as hell, bro. Especially Billy Kay, she just over like over exaggerated her, her Aussiness, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like did it. I don't think they're the best workers, but for a tag division and they're a, a, like a, a team that's together, I would have signed them. Then they had they had TJ at the time, too. True, yeah, absolutely. Well, apparently they're done with professional wrestling, it seems, bro. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back. You think so? Yeah, it'll take a couple years see, off. Do you what? see WWE ever re-signing them to again? Only, uh, I don't I don't see it in, like, in, the, in the near future. Um, they'll probably be back. If they come back in a Royal Rumble, like a female Rumble, and they get a big pop, maybe. But uh, not unless they get a huge pop that uh, we're not expecting, you know? Oh, iconics. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bitches. Well, yeah, look, man, to be fair, I have watched a few interviews with them too. And uh, in particular, Billy Kay, I think Peyton Royce is cool with us, with what she's doing, man. You know what I mean? She doesn't really give a shit. But as far as Billy Kay goes, I think them, you know, getting released from WWE has left a bad taste in their mouths. And quite frankly, and she said it herself. Everywhere they've worked since WWE is just not the same because, you know, they were WWE lifers in their minds. You know what I'm saying? And basically working elsewhere compared to WWE just is not cutting it for them, dude. And to be fair, I hated them in Impact Wrestling because they deserve better than that in many ways. But it is what it is, even though they suck in the ring. But they were a good team and a legit team. And they legitly actually did go way back back into high school days so they knew each other for many years which is great but oh uh, well shit happens to uh um, to be fair though like in nxt peyton royce didn't seem that bad in ring she got worse yes, that's so fucking true i used to say that to people mm -hmm. bro peyton royce was, was a fucking good wrestler bro it's so true man and then they put them two together and uh she seemed to have forgotten how to wrestle you're so right. And people forget that, dude. 
and I thought I was crazy because I could have sworn she was awesome. Royce was actually a, she was a good wrestler, bro. It's so true, man. But uh, people seem to have forgotten that, Kev. I'm glad you brought it up. Cool. We don't got to keep talking about them, though. We can move on. I just wanted to bring that up. No, no, it was a good point, man. Absolutely. Well, we get another segment, actually, Kev. Can you believe that? Is this like segment number 10 at this point? As Tony Schiavone is backstage with Jade Cargill and Stokely Hathaway, Jay tells uh, Tony to cut the shit, Tony, straight off the bat. Uh, and she tells, uh, and Jay tells Stoke to cut the shit too. And Stoke says he's hired later Gray as an interim baddie. And it takes a special kind of finesse to get someone to go from wanting to beat your ass to save you. And like he says, trust the process. Uh, com- and then commentary hypes up the upcoming shows, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we get also Daniel Garcia cutting a promo on Willa Yuta backstage. Who gives a shit about that? But what do you think of Jay's little promo with... Uh, Dude, Layla, Hathaway. I think Layla Gray had like the biggest crush on in the world, man. She's freaking sexy. Really? I like Jade Cargill's hot too, but Layla's fucking hot. Man, yeah. does is her name very closely resembles a porno star, bro? You know what I'm talking about, Kev. Most most wrestling names do though. Even the guy. <laughs> oh, that's what everyone says. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, but real quick, I forgot. Tony Storm got the dollar earlier today. Oh, damn it, man. Oh, well, damn it. You know what that means, right? You know what that means. It means All right, I want my motherfucking money. Services rendered. Fuck a check. Return it to sender. Give me mine and legal tender, Mr. Manager. The venue was filled to capacity. Check the door box. Count my percentage and get that to me. Fuck me, fuck me on the dough and we get all black with millies. Ball caps and billies. It's all raps for really. Fuck me on the dough and we get all black with millies. Ball caps and billies. It's all raps for really. Okay. Buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Tony, Tony Cakes, bro. Absolutely. I mean, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm both looked great, but you're right. If anyone deserved a dollar tonight, it was Tony Storm. It's a shame they're not called the Thundercats. It would have been even funnier, but <laughs> <laughs> meow. Of Ali. Uh, Ali and Thunder Rosa teamed up to be Thundercat. Oh, true. Good point. Well, wait till that happens. You know, Thunder that's Bunny. Exactly... Thunder Bunny, I mean. Uh, Samurai Bunny Cat? The other, what's that? The independent wrestler, Alley Cat. She'd be her and Thunder Rosie Thundercat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look what it's come down to. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, we come back from commercial as, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention about Garcia's little promo. He says last week he put a foot on his neck and there was nothing he could do. He's not scared of anything and it, and that death before dishonor, he wants the title shot for the pure championship. Yeah, he's not going to win it anyway because I think Willa Yuta will retain. Garcia is um, better than him. I wish he'd win. Oh, man. he's You know what's funny about Garcia, man? He's really in the middle with everyone. You either like him or you really don't like him at all. Where do you stand? I love him. I didn't like him until he joined Jericho. But now that he has a personality and like a, I love him now. Now I appreciate his in-ring mm. work. Oh yeah, he's got. Uh, I think I think he's a little bit overrated in terms of his in-ring work, though. The way everybody craps on about him, though, if that makes any sense. Because oh yeah. Uh, I think... Oh, I'm finished. Sorry. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Uh, you know who Real Yuta reminds me of? <laughs> who? Taka Michinoku. Oh. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that was Funaki, but uh, still, they were together anyway. 
<laughs> Takamishinoki. Well, Willie Yuta is uh, half Japanese, after okay. all. So, yeah, I mean, he's half, like, normal, you know, white, Anglo-American, whatever, right? And half Japanese. So, I guess that's why you get the name Willa Yuta. Mm, okay. <laughs> and well, no personality, not much of a physique, but a pretty, but a decent worker. Oh, no, a great, yeah, great worker, no personality. I don't even know how he would even pick up a chick, that guy, but it's just me. I'm just saying because he's got zero personality. Speaking of zero miedo, how do you say zero personality in Spanish? Um, not sure. Zero personality. Uh, zero persona. Ah, <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. it is. Zero yeah. persona. Spot on, bro. Fuck, I should know that one. That's so true. That's awesome, bro. That's, actually, that's great. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> that was a quick, actual correction. Anyway, well, speaking of I'm glad you're here, I'm glad we made it to the main event because it's Brody King versus John Moxley for your interim AEW championship. Doesn't feel like a championship match, but it is. As John Moxie wins by referee stoppage with a bulldog choke to retain the interim AEW World Championship. And uh, this is dumb because it felt like Brody King was kind of dominating this match. And then he puts the big man to sleep just to kill any sort of momentum that he didn't really have anyway in the first place. If I was Moxley, I would have potatoed this guy five or six times. He did absolutely sold nothing. He no sold the whole fucking match. I would have, like, knocked him the fuck out in real life. Well... Well, let's be honest. Do you blame him? <laughs> because look how much bigger this guy is compared to fucking Mox, bro. Well, then don't book the match if you don't want him to, like, sell for him, you know? Because you got to think about it. If you are Brody King, right, just say... And I've heard some stories where he's a bit of a... He can be a bit of a prick, you know what I'm saying? Um, now, if you're six foot five, six foot six, whatever fucking height he is, and solid as shit, and you're going to sell to some fucking... Uh, Meth smoking, crack snorting. Anyway, just well, listen to the book. That if you want to go to the land of the giants, you know that's not AEW. Well, after what he said about Judgment Day, I mean, there goes that idea. <laughs> I mean, seriously, but no, no. But in all seriousness, I, I was just talking shit then. But uh, like, would you? Wouldn't you fucking you know take shit into your own hands? Um, no, but I would want to. You know. You gotta be professional all the way. You gotta be, but uh, yeah, I guess he doesn't give a fuck. But he's the kind of place where he can go talk to Tony Khan and be like, "Dude, I, I don't want to do this," you know. And you, you you fight it out, you know. In WWE, you can't do that. I think in AEW, you can. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, and but it seems like people don't really speak up for themselves either. In in AEW, doesn't make sense. Do you think he went in for his? Do you think he went in business for himself too when he he choked out Moxley when he he should have been the uh, stoppage by the ref? Did you see that for the split second too? Even the commentary actually, called it out. Well, no, I actually missed that because I was sitting up here like while so I missed a bit of the match. I mean, I was watching it, but I was trying to start this this thing from you know from happening. But uh, what happened exactly? Um, like Matt Moxley, like should have tapped. He like he was out, and then uh, he, he like went into the corner though. So he they got loose, but he, the refs, even uh, Jim Jim Ross and Taz, or was it Jim Ross and Taz? Was Taz or the Taz yeah, yeah, Jim Ross and Taz. No, you're right. Yeah, like, this going to be some. Uh, this is like it isn't like a clean finish now. It's just going to be questioned. Really? Like, yeah. Hmm. Did it look like he was actually choking him out? Uh, I think they exaggerated a little bit too. But when just the fact that they made light of it, it was like 
Ooh, I have to rewind that and watch it again now, you know? Hmm, maybe I need to rewatch that part again because and then after that, as I was telling you off the air, there was bonus footage actually, bro. And I'll say it right now, and I'm not gonna talk about ramp. Oh, go for um, it. The uh, superplex off the top rope too. Brody King no sold that. He landed like on his ass and sat up. You know, he didn't even oh, he didn't even think. Yeah, yeah. oh, oh, he no sold that even. I would have knocked him. Yeah, something, out. something was up for sure, bro. Uh, maybe he wasn't happy. You know jobbing out this match bro i mean and i don't blame him if that's the case because think about it actually what i told you off the air now is starting to make a little more sense maybe he's going to get buried and and he's going to be out of uh, house of black because like i was telling you off the air dynamite for us international fans that watch it via fight tv <laughs> got some extra shit and uh so as it went off the air we get Darby Allen, and now there's no commentating going on. You're just hearing the live shit, right? Uh, Darby Allen's thing come to the ring. Now, make it how you will. I don't know if anything's going to come out of this. But essentially, after Darby Allen got choked out last week, he puts his hand out, tells, <laughs> tells friggin' big boy, you deserve, to, you deserve to get your title shot. You earned it. You're, you're so good, blah, blah, blah. Sucking his dick, essentially. I mean, he was a walking head job, I won't lie. But uh, yeah, he was essentially sucking his dick and puts his hand out to shake his hand. And Brody just looks at him like, yeah, and just just totally no-sold him as Malachi Black sort of took him away and was eyeing down Sting and Darby Allen. Mind you, I even got to watch the first part of uh, Rampage live in the future on a Friday, not quite Friday. <laughs> Rampage. So Sucks yeah, weird off. shit. Sorry? Sucks you got cut off and didn't get to watch the whole thing. Could have saved you. Uh... I know, man. That's why I was delayed a bit because I wanted to see what was going on. You know what I mean? So I watched a bit of... He basically cut off halfway between the Takshetta and... Uh, what's it called? Uh, it was Kingston. It was Kingston and Takshetta in the first matchup of Rampage this coming Friday. So, yeah, interesting. It was funny. I got an extra 15, 20 minutes. That's cool. But uh, what do you think, as we you know, take this home, do you think anything will come out of this Darby Allen Brody King thing? Or this was just off the air, you know, maybe testing the waters and nothing more? Um, I'm not sure. Like, I, I always felt they didn't need Brody King once they signed Murphy. You don't need both of them in the House of Black, like, especially with well, the already stacked roster. Unless uh, Malachi is just going to go for the All Atlantic and have those two team up, but you don't need uh, what all, the All Atlantic. Oh, oh, oh! That's another. Oh, well, I, I forgot that belt existed. <laughs> I mean, where is it, bro? Like, really? It's been. Where was it? Was it Forbidden Door? He won it, right? Yeah, Forbidden Door. Clearly, <laughs> it's the Forbidden Belt. <laughs> was he on I last? Mean, seriously? No, man, he wasn't. Actually, since Forbidden Door. We have not seen Pack. I mean, come on, bro. Why give him the How belt? How do you do that? Why give him the belt then? I don't get, man. They they're good at fucking, t bro. You know what they're good at? They're good at building someone out of the blue. Oh yeah. And then totally taking their heat away, completely. Like I mean, it's asinine, bro. Do you think Tony oh, yeah. let the? Uh... Let the internet heat get to him about too many belts. You think that's why he took it off TV to like figure out what he's going to... I don't think so, but do you think that's a possibility? Well, they don't mention it, dude. They actually don't even mention the belt. Like, I... 
Maybe you're onto something. Oh, dude, if that happened, if that's the case, wow. <laughs> that's embarrassing, bro. But to be fair, they're not hyping Pack. They're not hyping the All-Atlantic Championship. And maybe, maybe he realized, oh, shit, it, all the oceans aren't called All-Atlantic. I mean, you, I mean just to be honest. There's an Indian. Saying, yeah, exactly. There's a Pacific. I mean, there's a there's a Black Sea. There's the Aegean Sea. I can go on and on, bro. But uh, they should make an Alabama. Cr- they should make an Alabama Crick title. Uh, a Mobile World Championship and a Mobile Alabama. <laughs> Ours aren't called championships. They're called belts because I got to hold my oh. pants up with them. <laughs> In Alabama, we call them belts. <laughs> in Alabama, you call them belts. We call them belts, son. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant, bro. Oh man, maybe we can do the fucking uh, the smoking guns part two, bro. <laughs> One of these days. Pow pow. <laughs> but you know what I mean. He'd be like, yeehaw, yeehaw, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> That's this. That's your catchphrase from now on, bro. Oh, well, Kev, man, he's saying that, man. Tell them where they can find you. We can finally take this home. We've, we've done a good one hour and 30 minutes. So tell them where they can find you. Uh, you Country can find, Kev. You can find Country Kev on social media. <laughs> oh, my older brother's uh, Twitter is at Panetta Sexy Time. He's a good bloke. Oh. Good, good boy right there. He's a northerner, though. Don't hold it against him. On uh, TikTok, you can find my older brother at Panetta Sexy Time. Um, and uh, you can find me with him on Dollar Club Wrestling. I'm a member over there. I'm gonna win some championships, <laughs> win some belts, pants up. Follow Dollar Club Wrestling uh, on YouTube too. You can follow our, uh, my brother's podcast and uh, my YouTube my YouTube wrestling show with my brother Dollar Club Wrestling. So follow also all on social media. Or I'll put your dick in the dirt, people. <laughs> you heard the man. He'll put your de- your dick in the dirt, y'all. Ooh, dirt. Yeehaw, <laughs> bitches. Dirt. <laughs> I'll country Kevin, Panetta Sexy Time. And Dollar oh. Club Wrestling. Oh, man, I'm dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm crying too, bro. That's Country Kev from Mobile, Mobile Alabama. Damn. <laughs> we got yeah, I'm t- over there. <laughs> oh, do, do you like, oh, fuck your sisters over there, Kev? Don't you look at my sister. Only I look at my sister. I'll tell you that already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, man. Well, if he's country, if he's country, Kev, I'm TK's Coke supplier. But before we take it home, please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network. Com. <laughs> and uh, also, Hamin Media Group. Channelattitude.com, the PW Hustle, the blowoffpod.com, which you can catch tomorrow with me and Dr. Michael Jago for the blow off. And also, please, for $5, subscribe to channelattitude.com, where you can also find all of us over there. So, in saying that, I'm TK's Kirk supplier, Jimmy T. Here's Country Care from Mobile, Alabama. And you've been listening to the PWC. Wednesday night skirmish right here on the PWC network and the PW Hustle Network. Yeehaw! Yeehaw, bitches! <laughs>
好给你支持。Condition, they can go and go and just keep on going, but it's been physical for sure. Bruce would like nothing more to kick off his AEW singles career with a major victory over a top competitor like Penta. Bruce needs a win here. And let's, let's, let's cut to the chase. Debut, national television, huge crowd on hand. You want to win, you got to win. Yeah, the pressure's on, and you got to step off. And right now, these guys are throwing blows left and right here. This is breaking down between these two longtime enemies. It's a fight. There's no technique here. It's just, it's, yeah, here it is. It's physicality. Well, there's the flat of the foot right across the face. Yeah, you got to be careful when you do that to a guy. That could piss a guy off if he snaps on you. That could happen. And remember, Rick, uh, 
Rouge is a two-time former Ring of Honor World Champion. He has what it takes to climb to the top of the mountain, and Penta could be his first but, step. But we're tonight. seeing that right now, to your point. He's got to win tonight. Bottom line to me is that uh, Rouge has got to win this matchup to launch the way he wants to launch. Oh, wow. Time dropped nearly hooked. Whoa, Penta oh, that's how close that was. I'll tell you what, Bruce looked like he got shot out of a cannon, man. That was a beautiful miss dropping off the top. And you see Andrade, the look of frustration on his face, but he knows full well how tough Penta and Ray Fenix are. It's uh, time to take a chance, apparently, in uh, Roosh's mind. All or nothing, perhaps. You better get on the hop. You better get on the hop, though. Hustle it up here. Roosh the senton. Right on target, the far leg hooked, and Penta able to kick out. I think that shoulder popped up lid anyway by Penta, but he had the wherewithal to kick out. Ow! Oh, elbow strike drops Penta down to his seat, and Roosh gonna try to close that distance. No, Penta rolls through. The cutter, the counter to Roosh. Great counter. Oh, <laughs> shot. Rust kick. What a back and forth battle. Packaged up. Oh, the Factor. Beautiful. Penta's going to win it right here. That foot. Watch One, that foot under the rope. Andrade. I don't think the ref saw it. Andrade put Roosh's boot on the rope. Yeah, yeah Bryce, Rizberg, don't, don't ask him. He's going to lie to you. Did you pull his hair? Did you put his foot on the rope? Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, JR, you've ref years ago. You know, if you don't see it, though, you can't call it. You know that. You can't. You can't call what you don't and see. And Bryce Rizberg didn't see the low That's highway robber right there, my man. Yeah, <laughs> you, you win by any means necessary if the deal's cliche goes. Once again, La Faxion Ingobernables stealing the mask of Penta Oscuro and stealing the victory in one fell swoop. You wow. two are really starting to piss us off. Powerhouse Hobbs, absolute Ricky Starks. They feel it. You think we're gonna allow you two to still come out here and disrespect us? What you have in front of you is two grown ass men, you trick ass bitch. <laughs> Listen, hold this for a minute, player. Me and Hobbs been really nice because we could have ended your career online and especially on this microphone. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, you better ask our former teammate. Now, here's the deal. You two want to act like you're somebody. Every time you stood in the ring against us, every time you tried to get on the mic against us, we have proven that there are levels to this. You two are not on our level. You are several levels below us. And I am sick and tired of because of where you came from, because of what you've done. You think that you got a shot at us. So here's the deal. You want to talk about, I'll beat your ass right now. I swear to God, I'll beat your ass right now. You wanna talk about who the best tag team is? You wanna talk about who the best tag team is? Uh-oh, what the hell? Didn't expect this here. Well, the certified best tag team, the top dogs here in AEW. Well, that's the champs. I've heard enough. Cut the music. I mean, Ricky, you may as well have just been in the back and queued up our music for us, man. That was pretty sweet. And, and gentlemen, I'm so sorry to come out here and 
interrupt you guys. Oh, wait a minute, I don't have to apologize for anything. We started this damn company. But hey guys, great match. You guys have been killing it. The guys in the back have been killing it. This tag division is on fire. Everybody is eating well. But let us not forget who set the damn table in the first place. Hold on though, no disrespect. You two teams are very good. Matter of fact, at double or nothing, you guys had one hell of a match. It was four and a half stars. That's unbelievable. That's an off night for the Young Bucks. And you guys couldn't even get the job done. Jurassic Express beat you. Guess who beat Jurassic Express a few weeks later? Read it and mother effin' weep. We did. Now we have a proposal for you guys. How about we go triple or nothing? How about next week? A three-way tag team title match. Oh. You guys, you guys. We're better than them, and you guys know that. Come on. You guys versus you guys versus the best damn tag team of all time, the Young Bucks. The Bucks throwing down the gauntlet for Fighter Fest next Wednesday night at Dynamite. I think the Bucks, the World Tag Team Champions, in my professional opinion, as great as they are, just bit off a little bit more than they could chew. Big mistake. W. Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello, I'm Homeboy Shabazz. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.